Welcome to Beauty and the Mess, redefining what it means to have it all and how to find fulfillment in life. And now your host, transformational life coach and creator of the active word line, Beauty and the Mess, Robin Emmerich. Welcome to Beauty in the Mess. We've got Shelly Neff here, founder of Urban Betty Salon in Austin, Texas. And we are so excited to have you here. Thank you for joining. You're welcome. It, uh, did you know it's like the coldest day, uh, November 1st in history? So <laughs> it is. that's why I'm bundled up. <laughs> and I love this Urban Betty gear. Thank you. I just got it yesterday, so I had to represent. <laughs> yes, you did. Yes. And speaking of representing... Urban Betty has just been recognized again for the second time, from what I remember, for yeah. Inks 5000. Yes, so we, in 2018 and 2019, were named as um, one of the fastest growing privately held companies in the U.S. by Inc. 5000, so two times in a row, which was extremely exciting, and I definitely feel in almost 15 years of owning my own business that those were the biggest or is the biggest recognition that I have gotten so far. I'm blessed to have yeah. you in my life wow. for that years now. Yes. I have tears um, in my eyes tell because us a I can bit feel more your heart about yes. how yeah. you got yeah. to so where you are now. Tell us a little bit more. I know a lot about you when you first started Urban Betty 15 years ago. So when I started Urban Betty 15 years ago, I just wanted to, I, I, I don't know, I just felt this compelling need to open my own salon and that started in my early 20s. And I got to a point where I was working in a salon suite and that was kind of my stepping stone to opening my own salon. And I thought, I don't want to be anyone's boss. I'm like only 27. Let me just bring in and make this beautiful space for other people just to be contractors. And what wow. I didn't realize is I was just like really like press pushing my power down. Like I was like wanting to create this powerful thing, but not be in power. And that those two right. things are very much in contradiction with each other. Yes. And can you explain <laughs> that for people that, yeah. that are not in their power yet right. on what that means? How do you now see that you weren't in your power in that moment? Because I didn't want to be known as a boss, as a founder, as an owner. I just wanted to come in and I just wanted to do hair, but I had this space with my my name on it. My name is Betty Michelle and I go by Shelly, named after grandma. And, oh yeah, <laughs> that's where Betty comes from. I that is actually that. my name. And so if you are kind of pushing your own power down, we know the universe is gonna make you bring it right Step back it up. up. <laughs> and so I had all this contrast coming at me and it was like, this isn't the business I envisioned. All these people are doing their own things. They're not really representing the brand that I envisioned. So I started, I brought on one employee um, about six months into opening and actually had a panic attack while trying to figure out how to do my first paycheck. Like literally was on the phone with my accountant driving and she was telling me how to create a paycheck and I had a panic attack and had to pull over. So if that isn't like my body like really shutting down, right. but I pushed through it and I took on my first employee because I had to. I was like working myself to the bone. I was doing all the things there and, and I was getting very ill. I was constantly dizzy, blah, blah, blah. I was doing hair six days a week running a business from the stress from the stress from the not the panic but from the you being out of your comfort zone me being out of my comfort zone 100 wow. percent, and really having to just take on a lot of things i had no idea what i was doing a lot of 
salon owners, I mean, the industry teaches you how to do hair. It doesn't teach you how to own a salon. How to run a business. No, yeah. not at all. And I just thought, well, I'll just learn and do differently from what the owners that I'd worked for in the past had done. And that's going to work out. And then that's, that doesn't work out either. Right. And I was just spinning my wheels. And then I realized after having one employee, okay, this isn't so bad. She got on the floor after assisting me for a year. And I thought, okay, you can be commission employee. And I thought, okay, this still isn't that bad. I'm figuring it out. And I was like, I'm actually making more money from having an employee. Right. And I can tell her when to be here and what to do and what to dress. And th that may not be what some people want to do, but I had a vision for my brand. And when you have a strong vision and you want your brand to be recognized, everybody else has got to fall in line. Right. I mean, as, and, and that was really hard as a creative person, as an artist. You want everyone just to be free flowing, come when they want, wear what you want. And then you're like, whoa, that really isn't what I envisioned for my brand. So I had to step out again, side the, outside the comfort zone. And I slowly started bringing on more employees. And today, I can tell you, I have zero contractors and I have about 70 employees. Oh, 70 employees had in I, two locations. In two now. locations. So had I stayed in that place of disempowerment, letting people do what they want to do in my space and me kind of hiding in a corner, hiding, girl, I would still be doing hair six days a week and making a tenth of what I'm, I'm meant to make. So Wow. <laughs> <laughs> that that is really beautiful to yes. see that journey and really what you built the strength that you built within yourself. Oh my god, 100%. All of those things that happened really taught me how to step into my own power and every single person that ever challenged me, left, made a stink, just made me stronger. Mm -hmm. And in the moment it felt like hell on earth. And but later it's I'm like, oh, thank God. Thank God for that person because they set all these things into place and I wouldn't be the success I am today without it. So, yeah. I love that. You embraced your mess. I, I'm embracing it every day. Yeah, yeah truly. We, we all are. So I love that you stayed true to that vision. Yeah. Did you see that vision right away when you started or was it something that built as you stepped into it each day it it built okay. slowly so I, I think a lot yeah. of people are trying to find their why and their right. vision right and know what they're doing before they step into it and and, and a lot of time that's that's not the way that's it not and even if you think you know it's going to change right it's going right. to change and my business changes every single year I, uh, I, you know, I really had a huge pivotal point when I hired a consulting group to come on and a business coach because I was like, I'm at my wit's end. I can't get ahead. The profits are not there. We're expanding, but the money's not, the money's not expanding. The profits, the profits aren't expanding. And so I hired these people to help me. And that was a huge part of how we became successful, how we started to be profitable. So asking for help. Mm -hmm. which was very hard for me because that's right. your ego saying, guess what? You're too dumb. You don't know how to do it by yourself. And, and then that's the voice of the mind, which isn't real. Like, why wouldn't you want help? Why wouldn't you want Now, did that? you have a hard time hiring that mentor? Did it really push you out of your comfort zone to take that step to hiring? Oh, I know it was brought into my vortex three times. And I was like, <laughs> nope. Nope, that's going to, oh, nope, can't do that. Everyone's going to leave. Everyone's going to hate me. Uh, we're gonna, we have to create systems and structure. Ah! And 
the third or fourth time when I was sitting negative $8,000, I think, in my checking account and the bank was calling me every other day saying, do you have the funds to cover this that's coming through? I couldn't even do direct deposits. Deposits. I was scared people's paychecks were going to bounce. There was a time when I couldn't even pay myself. A lot wow. of people don't know these things because you keep on a happy face yeah. and we're doing good. And that was my rock bottom where I had to be like, I need help and I've got to figure out how to make this work and make a profit or why am I doing it all, at all? And I, I kid you not, I went on, I, I hired a consulting group. I went on my honeymoon. They came and did their first like where they restructured our pricing list. Because guess what? We weren't charging what we were worth. Right. Huge. Right. So we restructured the pricing list based on the demographics, get rid of all these discounts. And I went from like negative eight grand in the bank to within three months having $50,000 in my bank account. Wow. Now, how did you take that step to hire at negative $8,000? That's what I was going to tell you. (laughs) So the P, this, consulting group kept coming into my vortex. Like I wasn't seeking it out. I wasn't looking for it. I was pushing it away. And, but when I got to a point of something's got to change or I'm going to close, that's what helped me bring them on. And I just trusted the process. I didn't know. They sent me to New York. Like that was the first thing. They're like, come to New York. We're going to pay for it. You know, I'm like, they're smart. They know how to, we're going to set you up with show tickets, a hotel, and we just want you to come in for one day and we're going to go over some of the things that we do that will change your company. And that, when I heard that, I was like, I'll take a free trip to New York, but good luck (laughs) getting me to bring your company on. I'm not interested. (laughs) But then they made sense. And I was like, you know what? Let's just try it. And I thank God every day that I did did that. Did that make sense to you in your mind or did you feel that as well? I felt it as well because I was in such a place of just, I didn't know what to do anymore. And I needed, I was, I was definitely at a rock bottom. I mean, there were several during that and I just was like, all right, let's do it. And, Mm -hmm. um, it was the same year I was getting married. It was the same year I was, um, creating my side business with my now husband, he was just my fiance at the time, called Weird Home Store. A lot of growth and a lot of expansion. We had bought a house. I mean, if you think about that year, I'm like, how did I make it through it? But you think something just blew wide open for right, me. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. And, and really, so much has opened for you. Um, you know, the, the concept that, you know, we're, we're talking about is, is how do you have it all, right? And I think that there's a lot of stigma around that because... You know, a lot of people have the mindset of, okay, you can have it all, but only one thing at a time. Right. And and so, you know, in my experience, that's, you know, the mind placing blocks that are already going to be there before you're attracting yeah, yeah, everything yeah. that's yeah. there for you. Right, right. Right. So, so what would you say to someone who wants to, you know, move Someone who's in a same, same similar place of hitting their rock bottom yet deep down knowing that there's something more, what would your advice be? That's good. I would say just let go. And when people try to help you and things come to you that you didn't seek out, listen to that and go with it. If 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 a, someone keeps talking about a book or a podcast or this business coach, Take heed of that because that is that's that is the universe coming at you and being like, 
here's here are the answers. Yeah. You're just not yeah. listening. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And you know, it's actually something that I was writing about in my newsletter today about missed opportunities. Yeah. And how often do we miss those opportunities because we think that, you know, maybe that's not right for us or maybe right. we don't have the funds right. or, you know, maybe there's something better yeah. or, you know, whatever it is, or we just simply can't see it. Or, or control. Yeah. I had to let go of a lot of control. Because if you think about just that. scary for huge, everyone. Huge. <laughs> So when you have another company come in and restructure your entire business and tell all of your employees, we're changing your prices, we're changing um, your the way you're going to get raises, the way you're going to get time off, all of that is huge. And that's letting go of all of the systems I had set in place, which obviously were not working, but I had to let go of that control because that control was strangling my business to death. Right, right. And so I'm curious, when you opened your second location mm -hmm. on South Congress, did a lot of that fear and um, feeling of disempowerment come back? No, not at all. What was that like for you? It was so, this is crazy. So again, it was one of those things where I'm like, no, I don't want a second location. No, I don't want to. Oh, uh, guys, I'm just, I'm just, I'm okay with where I'm at. And the universe is like, nope, nope. And then someone came to me and was like, I've heard about this great space and you can actually purchase it. And um, I was like, okay, fine, I'll go look at it. Because I, I had just started thinking about it. I was like, you know what? Anything I'm going to do, I'm just going to dip my toes in the water, but I'm not going to fully commit to it because then that seems too stressful. And when I start dipping my toes in the water, then you're finally, you're in the pool eventually. And so this great space came to me and wow. I, I was like, I, I can't pass this up because it's an opportunity to actually purchase commercial real estate in Austin, which is very hard and very expensive. Right. I rent my other space. And so... I said, you know what, I'm just gonna go with it. I'm gonna trust, I'm gonna ask other people to help me. And I'm in no hurry. So you took the timetable off. Yes. But then by the end, I was like, okay, I'm in a hurry now, I'm ready. Because <laughs> when you purchase a space, here's just the different, the thing is when you're renting a space, you don't have to start paying that rent if you ne negotiate it properly until you're, you're fully operational. Yeah. When you purchase a space, you're paying that mortgage the minute you close on it. So I was like, okay, let's go. And I had to interview different contractors and then city of Austin permit. So we closed on in April, but we didn't open till the following February. So I was like, I know I said I wasn't in a hurry. However, I <laughs> now I know it was the perfect time. It was a perfect timing right. just with everything going on. And I was blessed. But again, it was one of those where I kept saying, I'm not ready to do this. I don't know if I want to do it. But the minute I just released that fear and said, you know, like, for instance, if you want to buy a home, if you were just like, you know what? I don't know where the money's going to come from. I don't know how I'm going to make this happen, but I'm just going to go look at some houses with a realtor and just dip my toes in the water, just do the next little thing. I'm always amazed at all the things that just start happening and following up after that. And to tell myself, I'm not in a hurry to do this. I'm just gonna, that's when I take oh, wow. that timeline and that pressure off of me, I work so much better that way. Yeah. Yeah, I, I love it because it's a state of allowing. Yeah, yeah. So 
getting into back to where you were at with your, you know, your fiance and getting married and, mm-hmm. and starting the Weird Homes tour, which is doing amazing now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what would you say as a entrepreneur, female entrepreneur, motivated, driven, what would you say really keeps you grounded in your relationship to be able to do it all, to have it all, to be it all? To be it all. Ah, that's, that's a good question. So my husband is very driven as well. So I, I manifested a partner that is just as driven if, as me, if not more. So that was huge. Which is very rare. Very rare. It's opposite. Like sometimes he can be a little too like, you should do this. And I'm like, <laughs> chill out, dude. I'll do it when I want to do it. But you want that person to be your cheerleader and your biggest advocate. So I feel like both of us are very independent and we're both very driven, but we also know how to communicate very well. And so we're, and we're both not real needy because these are, we've both been married before. These are our second marriages. We were single for five years before finding each other. We really had time to get wow. to know ourselves and we were in our, um, I'm old guys, uh, mid thirties when we got <laughs> married. I think I was 37 when I got married. So I feel like I was in a much more mature place. I had done a lot, I've been in therapy, all of that, and him as well. And so just kind of really knowing ourselves and being the same driven person, we make the same amount of money, you know, that, and that might not be important for everyone, but some people can and can't handle that. Like some, I, I dated a lot of guys who, I loved musicians. I loved aloof artistic <laughs> musicians. And we all know musicians don't make a lot of money, but they're really hot. But they also, <laughs> it just wasn't working out, as I should say. And I feel like a lot of times, and I even heard the excuse of, you're too high quality or you're too this or you're, th-. I was like, what is that? Wow. Um, and, and now I'm like, you know what I was? And I'm glad they recognized it because I sure couldn't in that moment. How did that affect you when you would hear that? Did that like sink into your oh, psyche? Oh, 100%. I, before I met David, I had been ghosted like three times within four months by people I really, really liked. And it got me again. It got me into a, a, a here's another rock bottom, a place of like, ew, I don't even want to date anyone. I'm done. Which is usually the, the point yeah. where you meet someone. My little <laughs> Yorkie and I love our apartment. I am, you know what? And if someone does come along, all they need to do is travel and like to watch movies. It's that simple. <laughs> and he, um, originally we met through Twitter and I was like, Ugh. and he, he had asked me out. I was like, I don't even know if I like this guy. I don't even want to deal with this, but maybe it's a friend. So again, that control. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I didn't even let him kiss me till like the fourth date. And it was just like, barely. Um, so yeah, it was that, you know, the minute I let it go, when I kept trying to pursue these people that weren't available to me Mm -hmm. and trying to make things happen, that's when I learned it doesn't happen. And I mean, literally I was, I just thought about this other day. I was like, oh my God, I had three different guys just like peace out on me, like not even text me back. And, uh, so, so it's really about, about listening to what is there for you yes yeah and and really in a, in a sense that's a ability that we all have that is also a skill that we right have to build right in order to really listen yeah right and i was like why would i ever put up with that like now i cannot imagine yeah 
I can never amount like because I have met that person that really is amazing and complimentary and pushes me and we're very much complete equals like the stuff I put up with back then if you if you if you even if I even think about it now I'm like oh no I don't even think <laughs> I love so that. yeah I love that so what would you say now is is there anything that you feel now where you feel disempowered in yeah. your life or yeah. any thought patterns yeah. that you notice yes <laughs> fertility is a bit a big block for me uh, we have been wanting to have a baby since we got married five years ago. And um, again, it's one of those things I, I really had a hard time and I'm still working on that letting control go because we've done, you know, um, everything under the sun. Like right now we're in um, surrogacy and adoption because we've done IBF, we've done IUI, we've done, we've spent $100,000, you know. I mean, everything outside of kidnapping a child, which I will not do, um, <laughs> we're, we've worked on because we're both very driven people and we know we want a family and we know it can happen. It's just not going to happen how I envisioned it. Well, and yeah. how, take me back to throughout that journey, Yeah. how have you overcome the, the pain and the fear through each step to get to where you're at now, because I can I can feel you very much more in your power, right? On such a difficult topic right. for more and more women, right. myself included. So, how how was that journey for you in those moments? I mean, my heart was ripped out of my chest. I tell people nine times, and I'll get emotional talking about it. I had two egg retrievals that the eggs weren't viable. Um, so we used donor eggs and we got four embryos from that process. None of those transfers took. I found out my uterus um, likes to be ready a day early. It's impatient like me. If it could just be like everything else where I'm like, I'm not in a hurry, but my uterus is in a hurry. Um, so then we got four more donor eggs and we did three IVF transfers, every time the process was tweaked or changed or the hormones are changed. I mean, it's insane. And so I've been through seven transfers, none of which took, I mean, and two retrievals, which didn't result in anything. So that's when I say nine times, it's been a lot. And we had one embryo left. And so I had someone I met said, Hey, I, I had a surrogate and it was my cousin. And I was like, you know what? can't hurt to ask. And so that's kind of where we're at now, but just, I'm not anywhere close to still being okay with everything that happened. I'm still processing right. it. I'm still grieving it. And yeah, I, I don't know that grief ever goes away. Yeah. I think that in my experience with grief and, and working with a lot of people in grief, there is some beauty in that pain. Yeah because it's become a part of you, right? And something yeah. that you carry in your heart that has strengthened you to stay true to your path, right? To Yeah. Yeah. How, how would you put that in your words of of what it's how it's really empowered you? What it's done. What it's done is again, I love to have that perception of being in control. And so this is really, really hammered. You don't have control over this. 
And I feel like part of it too is a lot of people don't talk about the struggles behind fertility and how many of us are actually going through it because it's very painful. I, I, every time I didn't want to tell people I was going through an IVF transfer because then they expect you to be pregnant the next time they talk to you and they're going to be asking you, are you pregnant? And, and that's perfect. That's what you should be doing. But when you ask me, are you pregnant? I have to relive all over again that I'm not. Right. And I had to explain that to some people like that's why I'm not talking about it. And, but now that I'm in a better place, I want to talk about it. I want people to know it's normal, but every single person's journey is different. I know people that got one egg, one embryo pregnant the first time. I know people like me that it just didn't happen for them. And I mean, it's just, it's, it's so wild or people that accidentally got pregnant at 44, you know, I'm like, and that's, and I'm, I'm like, that can happen to me. Who knows? And I'll be like, this is a miracle job. Right. Yeah. And a lot of times people have twins yeah. and they're not yeah. expecting it. Right. But, you know, I think what's interesting that you said is how it happens is out of your control, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah. You're doing what you've done in every aspect of your life right. with fertility. Right. And I think that that's really beautiful because for so many women, they don't know where to start. And there's so many confusing messages. Even when you, you know, when you get married, you're questioned, when are you going to have kids? When are you going to, you know, if you're not married, your question's why aren't you married? Yeah. There's so much of a expected path for people that may not feel right right for everyone. Right. And with fertility... There always is that thought in your mind of, you know, that it's what, you know, what's wrong with me? Why isn't this happening? That you can go down if you choose. You can. You can be like, I wish my husband and I had met 10 years before. Or does he resent me because I'm not at a fertile age? Or just all the crazy things that your mind will tell you. And... It, again, I am so thankful for all the people I have around me to help support me and, you know, just a therapist that helps me. Like, you have to have that. You have to have that outside support. And then there was, I was trying to think there was something else I thought of in the moment. It'll come back to me. Um, It just, and it's hard for the men too, because they don't know, like you're going through all this stuff physically and they feel so helpless because they're like, I don't know what to do. And then I would be like, my grief is bigger than yours or, but, and it's not, that's not fair. You know, right. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and men don't always have the support that the women have. Right. A hundred percent. To allow that grief. Yeah. So yeah. 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 It's, um, it's, really different dynamic it is yeah and uh thank god for david because again that he's one that because there was point there was a point where i got to like i just i'm cool dude if it's just you and i like let's take trips together and he was like no that's not i know that's not your heart and um so that is where you know you you've got to have somebody that's 100 percent there with you and i was so thankful in the moment that it didn't have at least, you know, that's what's great is when one person kind of, I hate to say gives up, but when you give up in a moment, they're not giving up. And then maybe when he's in a moment of giving up, I'm not. So we really help complement each other that way. And that's 
really been helpful through this process for sure. Yeah. 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 Thank you. You're You're making me cry too. And it's, you know, I agree with you that it's such a difficult topic that people are not talking right, about. Right, right. And um, I want to know, what would you say to someone that is struggling in fertility to keep them moving forward? Uh, one day at a time, um, just keep Anything you can do that's forward movement, even if it's laying in bed all day just to get your sanity back, like that's forward movement. And your voices will tell you it's not, that you're giving up, but it it isn't. You need self-care. You need to talk about it to people. Don't hold it all in. And, you know, even as I, you know, a lot of people aren't fortunate enough to be able to afford going through the IVF process or things like that. But even those of us who are, doesn't guarantee a baby. Um, However, I just, I feel like I just have to trust and I feel it in my heart. It's going to happen. I've been telling you this for years. And I said, I had to say raw because you were like, read this book or take this supplement. And I was like, I can't do anymore. I've done it all. You know, like I'm just, I just have to trust that this soul is coming and it's coming into my life and it's coming wrapped in a package that I <laughs> that, that I didn't design. <laughs> I want to wrap that package. I want it to look just like me. But no, no. And I know we'll probably you know be sitting, hanging out, having coffee in a couple of years, and I'll be like, now it all makes sense. Yeah. And this is this was the child that was meant for me. You and know, that's, and yeah. That's the beauty of it. Yeah. So. When you go to sleep at night, what do you think when you go to sleep and wake up that morning to keep yourself motivated on this path of all that you're doing with your business, with your marriage, with your fertility path, with your health, with your, I mean, even down to, I know you've got like a really great workout regimen. I do. And yeah. You, you know, you're, you eat eat well, like all that you're doing, not all perfect, right? but all that you're doing in your life and all that you're being. I try not to think too much about it. I actually, I know I'm, I, I'm really need routine and I really need my home as my sanctuary. I'm an introvert. So I need alone time. That's where you re-energize Yeah, yourself. and even this week, I haven't, like, my stomach's been a little off, and I haven't felt great, and I've taken some time to just rest, but, like, this morning, it was, it was that I'm not feeling like, yay, I want to take on the world, but I'm just going to put one pant leg on at a time and keep doing the next mm-hmm. thing, and it always works out, because it, <sighs> this is my favorite saying, I say it to everyone, <laughs> and they're like, here she goes again. How do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. And that is what I have to consistently and constantly remember because if I go to grand picture, I go to shutdown mode. Right. Because it, it, it floods me and it becomes insanely too much to handle. Because if you told little Shelly at age 27, one day you'll own two locations with 70 employees, what do you think <laughs> she would have done? She would have collapsed on the floor. I wouldn't have been able to handle that expansion. And so just to step into that expansion, dip your toes in the water, you know, 
let yourself just ease into the pool because so many people let themselves get overwhelmed so fast. And that's anybody I meet with. And they're like, what about this? What about that? And I'm like, you are taking yourself to the end of the road. And let me let you know, the end of the road is not even going to look close to what you think it is. And you may be thinking, I don't want a space of 1500 square feet or any employees. And now I'm like, look, because that's, that's what I started out as. And now look, and, and now I'm like, well, give me 10 locations, give me a product line. I am just going to say, let it be. And I will just, but I'm in no hurry. <laughs> because putting time limits on yourself and taking yourself to this grand idea that you feel overwhelmed by is not going to get you there. It's just taking little steps, even if it's like, I'm going to go have coffee with Robin because she knows about XYZ. That's forward movement. And that's what's going to bring it into your life. Yeah. I love that. Wow. Thank you so much. You are amazing. You continue to amaze me. And it's not about what you do. It's about who you are and the beautiful light that you are. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. (laughs) So thank you. And you can follow Urban Betty at... Uh, Instagram is just at Urban Betty. Twitter is at Urban Betty. Yes. And your Instagram is... And the salon is Urban Betty Salon. Okay. Yeah. So I took both of them. Yes. Yes. So you can follow both. Keep up with her. She is doing incredible things. Yes. Thank you for being here. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Thanks for joining us on Beauty and the Mess. Feel free to visit Robin on Instagram at Robin underscore Emmerich. Keep on living your beautiful life and embrace the mess.